De ster van de stad, altijd dichtbij. RTV Maastricht. Listening to Student Radio Maastricht on on RTB Maastricht 107.5 FM. This is Aki speaking, and you just listened to Bell and Sebastian play, um, singing "Seeing Other People." Um, that really does bring us into the subject of today's show, right, Salome? Yes. Hello. Hey, Salome. Yeah, Salome is our uh, co-host for today. Today we're talking about non-traditional relationships, non-monogamous relationships, polyamory. You know, another thing under that umbrella. Um, this is a new subject for you, right? Tell me. Yes, it is. Yeah. What is, what's the first thing you think of when you hear about these kinds of relationships? Um, I think the first thing I think about is actually 
Wow, nobody really talks about it a lot, right? True, true, true. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there have I know there have been a few examples that we've seen in the media. For example, like I think in the show Sensate, which I haven't seen. I need to see it. It's on my list. Um, but I know that there was a polyamorous triad in that show, which I think was pretty cool. Um, but yeah. So to our listeners who are new to this, um, yeah, polyamory, non-traditional or non-monogamous relationships. It, the what it is, it's kind of in the name. It's just a relationship that is not monogamous. Um, as in, you know, it's not just, you know, a couple there. And, you know, there's many different forms of this, you know, casual, if you think of casual dating, that could be a, considered a form of non-monogamy if, you know, both people are seeing other people. There's also open relationships where, you know, there's just a couple and they both are also free to see other people, but there are that couple nonetheless. Um, and then that also extends to many different forms of polyamory. There's so many different forms. What do you think about this? I think... Um well, I think it's good that uh, we're talking more and more about it. And I think it's good that people, if they don't feel like um, they just want to stay with one person or if they are open to that, then they should definitely be able to do it. Um, but it always has to be on the consent of all the people involved. Exactly. Informed consent is always key. Um, and that's actually something that is really, really, really upheld in circles who where polyamory um, where polyamory is done and in polyamorous, polyamorous relationships is you know there has to be always that trust and open communication within those relationships and that's something that I really kind of always really respected about polyamorous relationships it seems like they've always had because of the fact they are polyamorous had to maintain that kind of open communication that I think is integral to any kind of relationship being a friendship or romantic or otherwise exactly I think it actually can be a lot healthier than a monogamous relationship because in this type of relationship you are more forced also to communicate to be open with each other and uh, to uh, yeah do more of what makes you happy exactly exactly well you know that's a nice introduction to it but i think now it's time to move into a song um our next song will be by jefferson airplane the song is called triad hope you all enjoy
That was Triad by Jefferson Airplane. Classic song, classic band. Um, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. Um, yeah, we're, today we're talking about non-monogamous relationships. Um, you know, polyamory. Um, and so right now what I really wanted to focus on, in this section at least, um, was, you know, just more of, just give you more information on what, you know, what kind of relationships are these, these are. And so, you know, as I mentioned before, a polyamorous relationship is just, you know, a relationship that isn't exclusive to one person, which is pretty new, I think, in this, like most society nowadays, right, Salome? Yes, for sure. That's completely the opposite of what you traditionally would think of as a relationship. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, as I mentioned before, there are many different forms. So, for example, there's casual relationships or friends with benefits that, that some people would consider, um, which, you know, is a situation that a lot of people find themselves in, I think, nowadays. Um, but there's also what I think is probably the most well-known of these, which is the open relationship. 
um, where there is, you know, just one main couple and both partners can explore freely. Um, what do you think of this, Alame? I think it's a really healthy approach to having a relationship, at least if both partners want that. Because um, I think you, you can have a very emotional bond with someone while still wanting to explore um, with other people. And But there are, there is, it is uh, possible that you want to keep going back to that person. And if that person feels the same way, I think that's really good. Yeah, exactly. I think so as well. And, you know, there actually been, has been some study of this, mostly with um, gay relationships, um, just because that's kind of where it's been sort of allowed to grow more so. Um, but there's actually one paper um, on ne negotiated mon non-monogamy in male couples, um, which is by um, someone named Michael Chernoff. But he wrote that, um, that in reference to another writer, um, that they had written that a couple has a very good chance of adjusting to non-exclusivity if at least some of the following conditions exists. Um, one, both, both partners have to want their relationship to remain primary. Um, the couple has to have an established reservoir of goodwill. There have to be minimal lingering resentments from past hurts and betrayals. And the partners cannot be polarized over non-monogamy or non-monogamy. And, the, and the, the partners have to feel similarly powerful and autonomous. You know, So these are all issues. So basically, like, if you're interested in pursuing a non-monogamous relationship, there cannot be underlying issues, I think, within the relationship itself. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult sometimes. <laughs> um, but then there's also, uh, there's also just one form of what is polyamory. So there is a difference between non-monogamous relationships, you know, where you're doing, pursuing, where you can have physical relationships with more than one person, but only one other, only one other person is, you know, who you're really emotionally attached to. But there's also polyamory where you have, you know, inter intimate relationships with more than one partner and with all of the partners, everyone there has informed consent, which is key in every situation, right? For sure. And I think this is also, uh, well, very parallel to just uh, having many emotional friendships, right? I mean, have, having a special bond with someone can, of course, occur in friendships, but also in relationships. And having that with different people can actually happen a lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean... You know, we don't just have one friend. Why not have exactly. more than one romantic relationship in that same sense? But of course, there also do have to be certain values that come into play. Um, so number one, um, fidelity and loyalty. You know, when you use monogamy, you know, you think you think of fidelity as, you know, not having, you know, as basically sexually ex being ex sexually exclusive with one other person. Um, whereas with polyamory, you know, you might have sexually sexual relationships with more than one person. So, you know, there has to be, you know, just more so an agreement, you know? And so fidelity, fidelity would be, you know, trust that you're going to uphold the agreement, whatever you agree to in that situation. Which, you know, is nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> beyond that, there's also uh, the idea of communication and negotiation, which I think during this episode, we are going to just point out the importance of communication um, more than anything else. <laughs> because, you know, you have to be able to communicate in this relationship. In, in the, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, you know, there is no necessarily, necessarily standard model. So, you know, what may work for one relationship may not work for another relationship. And so you really just have to talk about it to, in order to know, you know, what works for this relationship. Exactly. Um, I mean, there's also so much more people involved. Communication is always key, but if there's more people involved than just two, then it's so much more important. Exactly, 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 exactly. 
And then beyond that, you also have to have the idea of trust, honesty, dignity, and respect between, you know, everyone involved. Um, you know, because, you know, it just makes sense. You want all these things in any kind of relationship in general, but you also want to be able to, you know, trust that, I think that kind of goes, goes hand in hand with communication in that in order to communicate to us something, you have to trust that the other person will receive whatever information you're giving them. For sure. Yeah. I think a, a common misconception about trust in these type of relationships is that people think, okay, just because that person um, maybe has many different uh, partners, that there's no trust because they can basically do whatever they want. And I think that's really important to stress here that that's not always the case and not always true, especially if we talk about polyamory, because then you have emotional bonds with these people and you have trust with each of these people and you cannot still do whatever you want to. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, every relationship is different. Every relationship will have, every person has their own boundaries, the things that they are fine with, the things that they're not fine with. And, you know, you have to be able to navigate those things with different people the same way you would with any other relationship. Exactly. You actually have to put also more work into it because you have to, to uh, talk, well, every person that you interact with will be different. Exactly. Exactly. But I think that one of the most important things about it is the idea, you know, of non-possessiveness, which, you know, I think I, most people who are in, in monogamous relationship would think that, you know, you know, there's the idea of, yeah, that you kind of, the partner is kind of yours in a sense, which is, I think, the idea of exclusion and of having an exclusive relationship. But, you know, if you're going to be in a polyamorous relationship, of course you cannot be possessive of the other partner, you know? And, you know, there are, I think there is often, you know, an element of jealousy that may spring up in romantic relationships as well. But, you know, you have to, again, analyze, I think you have to really just analyze that jealousy and ask you, you know, ask yourself where that is coming from. You know, are you not trusting your partner? Are you not thinking, are you, are you, do you think, do you think, are you, are you not, are you not necessarily confident in your relationship that your, that your partner would come back to you? Analyze that. Why do you feel this way? And then talk about that because the communication is going to be, be the, be such a big thing. And there actually is an idea in polyamorous relationships of, you know, kind of sort of the opposite of jealousy, which is compersion, where it's like, ah, I am so happy for you that you are enjoying this other person's, other person's, you know, this relationship with this other person as well. You know, it doesn't take away from my relationship, but it just, you know, it just makes me feel happy for you in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. I think the biggest problem in this type of relationship must be jealousy. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you, I think it's hard not to compare yourself also to the other people that your person is interacting with. Exactly. But I think in this way, but I think it can also be a really interesting model because, you know, if you're going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, it brings up so many other ideas, you know, other than a, no, than a, nuclear, fami a nuclear family, you know. Yes. People can then, you know, branch up. How can, what are other ideas of family structures? You know, large friend groups being considered one family, you know. And so you can kind of create your own family. You can choose your own family, which actually does lead us to the next song, which is Chosen Family by Rina Sawayama. I hope you all enjoy. Nice. time we got all night show me the rivers cross the mountains get 
song from Rina Sawayama that was Chosen Family off her debut album Sawayama, which was released last year. Um, Highly recommend you listen to that album. It's some of the best music released in 2020. Um, But you are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. Uh, This is Aki speaking, the host in tech for today. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. I'm here with Salome. Hello. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about non-monogamous relationships, non-traditional relationships, polyamorous relationships, such and the like. Um, So, yeah, we've already introduced all of the different forms of relationships and the different values that you have to really keep in mind with these relationships. But I want to really talk now about another way of looking at these relationships. Well, not these relationships specifically, but another way of doing polyamory, in a way of speaking. Um, This is an idea coined by uh, Andy Nordgren, Nordgren, I really don't know how to pronounce her last name, (laughs) Um, but she wrote a short essay called The Short Instructional Manifesto for Relationship Anarchy. What what comes to mind when you hear this? Wow. (laughs) Um, Well, relationship anarchy, I think I would say there's uh, different people involved and no hierarchy between them. Everybody's at the same level and maybe also everybody has the same relationship to each other. 
that's actually pretty close. Pretty, yeah. it's really, really close. Actually, um, it's really again. Well, you really need to come close to it because you're really just applying anarchic exactly. principles to exactly. romantic relationships, which is exactly what relationship anarchy <laughs> is. Um, and so, well, this this manifesto really opens with the line: "Love is abundant, and every relationship is unique." And so, one of the most important principles is not ranking relationships. You know. The, you know, your rank, your, your one relationship does not have to be ranked, it doesn't have to be primary in order to be important, which I think is really nice, you know? Me too. I, I think, like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, why, did, why can't your friends also be real, uh, almost as important to you as your, as your romantic person? Or, you know, why can't a friendship even be worth more than that? Exactly. It's so simple. Like, But why just, even apply worth to it? Yeah. Yeah. Just listen to your heart and to where it brings you. And if... It doesn't matter to whom. Exactly. Um, another really important principle is the idea of having everything come from love and respect and not the idea of entitlement, you know. You, you, you know, every person is their own person. So, you know, if someone, if someone who I'm involved with wants to do something, why, who am I to stop them from doing that? You know, I, re I respect them. I love them, you know, all of these things, yeah. you know. Exactly, you know, and if I'm not okay with something, I can also walk away with that, walk away from that and still keep my dignity intact, you know. It's just, you know, a matter of thinking of everyone as an autonomous person in that sense. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and another thing about that that's really important is, I think, finding your core set of relationship values. You know, what do you really value in a relationship? You know, what, 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 what do you think, you know, what is the thing that makes it, that makes this relationship important, you know, what, What is the value of this? You know, I think it's really just a nice. I think it's a really good. I I think it's good to think of like what what these values are in a relationship. It helps you then just even for everyone to look at every your relationship more critically and think. You know, why am I here? It's it, it, am I happy here? Yeah. And I think it's, that's a really nice thing of doing. Um, and also, you know, because we are based in a world that thinks of the nuclear family, we also have a world that is full of heterosexism. Everything is expected to be sort of in the lens of the male and the female, you know, to a point that even you ask, people ask gay people, you know, what, which one, which, so which one of you wears the pants, so to speak, in this relationship. It's not the best. And I think with relationship anarchy, it really does provide a lens to thinking, you know, we can just break, break free from this. Our relationship does not have to be seen this way. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why we're talking about it here and why we need to talk about it more because I think there's so many people that would just not understand how this can even be possible that you want this, um, for example, polygamous relationship. They just, they cannot emphasize with that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then you can also just, you know, it also just allows for more unexpected things to happen, you know, maybe you just meet something, someone all of a sudden, you know, and this doesn't necessarily, this wouldn't necessarily jeopardize your other relationships because this one relationship does not necessarily have anything to do with the other relationships. Exactly. As long as everyone is, you know, as long as it's something that is within the bounds of this relationship in general, of yes. everything in general. Um, exactly. But I think one of the most important things with any relationship is you're kind of just faking it until you make it, you know? <laughs> you know, again, it's something new. It's something that hasn't necessarily been explored so much. So, you know, if you're not sure, you know, you're, you can always just, you're, you're always communicating. You're always trying to find a better way yeah. to make all of these things happen, um, which I think is one of the most important things in a relationship. Um, yeah. So 
on this note, I think it's really time to go to our next song, um, which is Polly by Moses Sumney, a song that I I have very mixed feelings about this song. Um, <laughs> if y'all pay attention to the lyrics, pay attention to the lyrics of these songs. They're all in reference to polyamory in some, in some sense. Um, but I don't know. This song, if you pay attention to the lyrics, it's really... It looks around upon the person. It's from someone who was in a polyamorous relationship, but I don't, but someone who I don't think necessarily should be in a polyamorous relationship because of the way they're looking at the relationship in general. Um, but you know, you listeners, listen in. Tell me what you think. We are on Instagram. Comment, spam our comment section if you want. Well, enjoy it. It's Polly by Moses Sumney. of the ocean Not yet sick of sick of funds Telling you the true lies Like no moon is high Hollow as a hallway Your fist fits right through if I split my body into two men, would you then love me better? I don't push myself so you ever this see.
that was Polly by Moses Sumney. Uh, you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. This is Zaki, your host and tech for today. I'm here with Salome. Hi, what a nice song. It's such a beautiful song. <laughs> Moses Sumney is honestly one of my favorite artists. Mm. Yeah, I would love to meet and just converse with him as well <laughs> as just make music with him. You know, a lot of things. Um, <laughs> But anyways, yeah, we're here talking about non-monogamy, polyamory, all of these things. And right now we're going to talk about some of the difficulties in the relationships. Because as I mentioned before the break, these relationships are not for everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I think is really important with, I mean, with any romantic relationship in general, but also with polyamorous relationships is, you know, power dynamics, you know, Different people have different have different amounts of power over others, even within a relationship, and you have to be able to navigate these things in a healthy way. Um, yeah, it's it's important. Also, there's also in the relationship, maybe one person is into polyamory, the other person is not necessarily into poly- polyamory, and the person who is not necessarily into it agrees to it, kind of just because you know they're afraid that the other person would leave the relationship or they're going to go behind their back which I think really, really, really ties into the importance of communication. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just important to be honest and to know what and say what you want and what you need and be open to what the other person wants and needs. Exactly. Not everyone has the same wants and needs. That yeah. You gotta be, You have to, you know, maybe, maybe you're not necessarily going to be healthy together, but you also have to, you know... You have to know what your boundaries are and be able to voice those effectively, no matter what relationship you're in, polyamorous, monogamous, any or otherwise. You know, that's, I think, is really key, that kind of, that you have to have that basis of communication. Um, but another more practical matter is, you know, time management. You know, if you, ha- if you have a lot of different relationships, how are you going to maintain them and spend, you know, amount, the amount of time that is necessary to maintain all these relationships. It's not the easiest thing. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, which, you know, of course there are ways around this, but you have to, you know, know what you can do. Yeah, I think because it's still important to value each of these people the way that they need to be valued and to give them also appropriate time. And I think just rushing from one person to another, for example, is not a healthy way of maintaining a meaningful relationship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be able to build, like, relationship is something that has to be worked on. You have to build that relationship. You can build it with multiple people, but ultimately you do still have to maintain those relationships. Yes. And so you have to be able to maintain those relationships nonetheless as well. Um, yeah, but beyond that, also just, again, to say it again, Communicate, 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 <laughs> communicate. I understand. Communication is hard. If you're not a very good communicator, maybe a non-monogamous relationship may not might not be the best for you. Um, yeah, that's like just you have to be able to communicate yourself yes. effectively. You know, illustrate your needs. That these that these needs be known. And, and yeah. to to what you said about um, this uh, polyamorous relationship might not be for you. I think that's a really good point because. Um, to go back to what you said before that like we should fake it until we make it you should just try out different things and then you will see what type of person you are i think it's always important to be open to both type of relationships and to yeah if if you feel the need to follow a certain path and to try something out then just do it and 
yeah then you will you will see where, where it goes exactly exactly that um exactly and even if something does go wrong the importance of conflict management which again is not the easiest thing i mean if you're like if you're in a large polycule a polycule is you know just you know the bubble that might be formed with multiple people who are polyamorous you know so if there's conflict within the polycule you know that you have to be able to manage that in a good way so it yeah. might be good to have a plan going in you know how things are happening maybe you need to have a mediator or something like this yeah. um yeah but you have to know you have to know how to do how, how to handle all these things um but so to go to the next song our next song is the weekend by SZA. um i think it's a good song that really you know she knew you know I think it really is kind of a great model for a polyamorous relationship because everyone in this relationship is aware of going of what's going on and are just fine with it. Y'all hear y'all y'all will understand when I when you hear the song. Enjoy it. It's the weekend by SZA on Student Radio Maastricht, RTV Maastricht, one hundred seven point five FM. Satisfied through the weekend You like nothing 
like nine to five. I'm the weekend. Uh, this is the weekend by SZA uh, from her debut album Control. I don't remember when it was released. I think it was like 2016. Great album. Listen to it, y'all. Um, <laughs> but y'all listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. We are talking about non-monogamy, polyamory. You know these kind of these non-traditional relationships, the things that you know. Things that people aren't necessarily used to seeing in terms of relationships. So, Salome, what do you think about this after hearing everything that's been discussed today? I think if it fits to you, you should definitely do it if it makes you happy and the people around you. I concur. I concur. I mean, it's definitely not the easiest thing to manage, um, but like with any relationship, it takes a lot of work. Yes. I think. The most important thing is not to go into a polyamorous relationship, a non-monogamous relationship. You know, if you're not ready for it, you have to know that you can do this and know what you're getting into in terms of the work that will be involved. And also just be safe in general. Yes. Yeah. Just, you know, if you're seeing other people, safety is key. Make sure you get tested for all the STDs, STIs, all the different things that, you know, that you can get ill from if you're dealing with people not just within one confined bubble. Yes, all of these things are very, 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 very important. Hmm. Hmm. So last, so one question, so my final question, would you ever consider a polyamorous relationship? Um, I think, well, I've never been in one. Um, I think if I would feel like um, I would get along with m more than one person and would like to pursue that, then for sure I would. But for now, since I never had that opportunity or had the people that I would have liked to do it with, I have never considered it. But I think, yeah, f for me it's more about the people if one day yeah. it happens, you know? Makes but sense. I'm not yeah, planning on trying it out right now. <laughs> I understand that, definitely. Um, I think it's just more, I think it's the most important thing is also just, you know, yeah, know if you're ready for it. Know if it's something that you can do. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, it's not for everyone. Um, but yeah, now it's time, I guess, since now we're now reaching the end of the show, it's now time to move to our cultural agenda, which you have a lot more information on, Salome, correct? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, I do have some of the highlights. Um, so we first have the Ramadan Refugee Project Food Boxes. Um, if you go, for example, on their Instagram, you will also find more information on this. You can basically order a food box and then someone is going to tell you how to cook that. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, our next, uh, our we also, another thing on our cultural agenda is we also have our new podcasts on SoundCloud. Um, Bella, Bella Bellissima has a new, pod, a new episode of their podcast, Queering the Perspective. Um, it will be great. Please listen to it. Um, and listen to all of our content while you're at it. It's all up there on our SoundCloud. Um, we also have a new upcoming podcast um, that, we're doing, that we're doing in conjunction with The Refugee Project, which will be really, really great to listen to. Check that out. And of course, you know, in our next hour, we also have a fantastic show that's, you know, going to be nice, right, Salome? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> please listen to it. Yes. We're going to talk about adoption. Ooh, nice. Very interesting topic. Something that I don't know much about, but something, you know... I think I have like a vague base knowledge about, but <laughs> in the meantime, some music to close out the hour. Next song is When You Were Mine by Prince.
Van jou houden 
Sunday. 